Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Brotato Podcast. We are continuing our spooky season month where we're giving you episodes based on some of our favorite horror movies of the season. And on today's show, I have Jen joining me to talk about her pick, Trick or Treat. That's right, the 2009 cult classic, the straight-to-DVD phenomenon, which has become kind of essential viewing for this time of the year, is what we're talking about today. We're going to give you our thoughts on our favorite scenes, favorite lines of dialogue, some fun facts about the movie, and I'm going to try to get my wife to explain why she does not listen to this podcast anymore. So to hear all of our thoughts on those topics, stay tuned after the trailer as we give to you Trick or Treat. Jack-o'-lanterns. Putting on costumes. Handing out treats. This is the one night that the dead... Roam free. Ooh. You gotta be fing kidding me. It's my first time, so just bear with me. Always check your candy. Jen's joining me on the show this evening, and right before we came on, found out that uh, my wife thinks that uh, this show is so bad, she quit listening to it months ago. Care to explain yourself? Jeez, thanks for uh, calling me out there to your millions of listeners out in the world. It's really a, appreciate that. Usually I'll ask my guests how they're doing before they hop on, but since you basically told me how bad this show is because you just gave up. Do you even, do you still follow the show? I do follow the show, but it's not on automatic downloads. And I actually just found that out the other day. So. Which is code for your show sucks. I just don't no, listen to it it's, anymore. Nope. It's not that at all. You bring loud ass Will on there. You have Adam who carries the show. You suck as a host. <laughs> That's what that's code for. Mm -hmm. it's no, it, no, it's actually called that you've done a lot of wrestling episodes recently. Actually, out of the past couple months, you've had a lot of wrestling episodes, and I do not follow wrestling like you do in my defense. And as I stated, the last episode we did together, I haven't even listened to that. And it's myself on there. So I was about ready to go all... Uh Tom Cruise from A Few Good Men on you, but fuck, you're kind of right. I've done some wrestling episodes recently. Uh-huh. Yep, you have. You've done quite a few wrestling episodes recently. And it seems since you were heavily concentrated on that, and I figured I'd start listening again. And when you started doing some movie stuff that per piqued my fancy. So that is why I have not listened recently. It has nothing to do with your content you mean, or your show. You mean to tell me that the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic Hard Target doesn't pique your interest? No, not really. It, I'm not a huge fan. He plays a Cajun... I don't even think I've seen that movie. <laughs> he plays a Cajun merchant marine who helps a young lady find her missing father. And it turns out her father was killed by a group of rich guys that hunt humans for sport. And that movie sounds terrible. That movie is fucking awesome. But it's terrible no, as it's, well. It, no, it's it's good, good. It has Wil, Wilford Brimley. Oh, Lord. Mr. Diabetes himself and you the Quaker Oats guy. Wolf, you lost me at Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Wil, Wilford Brimley, God rest his soul, plays his uncle, Duvet. It helps him towards the this, end of it. And I bet his accent's terrible. It's oh, it's it, probably awful. And does John Claude Van Damme have a does he have a Cajun accent as well? He has a French accent. Oh gosh. Well, I think I think it's a French is accent. Is he Austrian? No, he is uh Belgian. 
Oh, so th- he's I mean, called the can... muscles from Brussels. Okay. Oh, geez, Louise, that's terrible. That's just terrible. <laughs> I don't. That movie sounds awful. I'm sorry. Is it really good, or it's not bad? Good. It's bad. Good. Okay. Got. See, that's. I'm just like. Eh. But I love it though, and it, you will watch it since you've never seen. It. I'm going to introduce it to you sometime very, very soon. Okay. Well, we can watch that later later in the evening when um, I'm bound to fall asleep on the couch. I guarantee it <laughs> that you will be captivated okay. by the action set pieces in the Big Easy. So stay tuned, everyone, for a future episode to find out whether I did or did not fall asleep during our target. Chances are I probably fell asleep. Uh, I think I'll do an episode called Harder Target, and I'll have Adam come back on and you, and then you will tell <laughs> us what you thought of Hard Target. Well, it's if I don't fall asleep during it. That's the thing. <laughs> you won't. Okay. I will we'll bet you a crisp to be Abraham Lincoln. To be seen. We'll see what happens. I will bet you a crisp Abraham Lincoln that you don't fall asleep. Uh, we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, enough of that. Um, we're doing uh, spooky season month here on the show. We are uh, taking uh, some of my guests, some of their favorite horror movies and discussing them last uh, episode we had a good friend of the show steven come on him and i are huge david fincher fans we talked about seven i think it's a pretty good episode check it out apple spotify wherever you get podcasts there's a cheap plug of the episode invited you on today and you chose trick or treat that is correct uh what made you choose trick or treat Mm, well you you actually introduced me to trick or treat i don't remember the year it came out but it's been a couple years now at least. Well, it's been more than that probably. But I think it's just a refreshing take on horror movies. I mean, especially current horror movies because they definitely are not made as well as they used to be in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and some even in the 90s. Um, and I also like the, the concept that it's an anthology movie, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's an anthology movie you know for example if i'm not mistaken is it creep show isn't that like an anthology Yeah, creep show but that's very evident it's that it's anthology because they introduce each different story and this the stories are all kind of interconnected somehow and it just flows so seamlessly you know that it's an anthology, but it doesn't present itself that way. So I I think that's one of the great things about it, and that's why I chose it. Yeah. Um, I really like it, too. Like you said, it's kind of like a, a cool take on uh, um, like Halloween movies. And it kind of, what I liked about it is it kind of makes Halloween seem important. Um. And uh, brings us up to our first category. Uh, it's called What the Fuck Is This About? Uh, tell you what this movie's about. This is a movie where basically five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween night, uh, including a high school principal that has a secret life as a serial killer, a college virgin may have met the guy of her dreams, a group of teenagers pull a mean prank, and a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. And of course, we also had the opening, too. So that's what that's about. It's kind of like a, they're all connected uh, by a, I don't know what he's called. He looks like a creature. He reminds me of Pumpkinhead, in a way. Uh, his but, name's Sam. But it's like Pumpkinhead meets Tim Burton. Is like if Tim Burton drew Pumpkinhead, that's what Sam would be. Yeah. For sure. Um. He's kind of like he was like the cool new horror movie character for for a while, I would mm-hmm. say, until I think Art the Clown from the Terrifier series came along. Yeah, he's kind of like the cool it guy at the moment. But uh, yeah, he's kind of like the the glue that holds all these stories together. But yeah, it's kind of in the mold of Creep Show. Creep Show, fantastic anthology movie. Wasn't that a Romero flick? I think it was George Romero did Creep Show. I'm pretty sure it was George Romero, and I I love that movie. That's actually one of my favorite horror movies from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Is Creep Show? I think it's from the 80s. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that was made in the mid 80s. 
Uh, yes, it was directed by the great George Romero, and it was written by Stephen King. That's right. I think that was a novella, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was a screenplay. His. Was it a, just a screenplay? Okay. So then was it made in the 80s? Is yes, it mid-80s? It 1982. In the- oh, that's the year I was born. Yeah. See. Okay. All right. Um, so you said that I introduced you to Trick or Treat. When was the first time you'd seen it? With you? Yeah. I'm Didn't trying. we go to th- to theaters and see that? I thought nope, we did. Uh, we will get into that here in the, some of the uh, the did you know portion of the show. But um, well, I guess we'll just talk about that now. Uh, this movie was made to be a theatrical release back in two thousand and seven. It's, it's that old? Well, not quite. Uh, Warner Brothers never pulled the trigger and released it in the theaters. Uh huh. It kind of languished around, and then eventually was a direct to DVD movie. Really? That released in 2009, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. See, like a uh, friend of the show, Luke, who's been on the show time or two, um, he was the one that kind of told me about it because he'd read stuff on the internet. Okay. And then we'd watch the trailer. It had done some festival stuff. Like, like some, an indie, like, indie yeah, fest, like a Sundance type like, style thing? Like horror conventions, things oh, like okay, that. Okay. kind of did a couple of those. Um, and I'll talk about more of that here in the Did You Know portion, but... uh. It kind of got a few screenings, but it never got a theatrical run. And then they just dumped it on the DVD. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like a cult classic now, isn't it? I would probably consider it a cult classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gained notoriety over the years. And I I think it's kind of one of those movies that's almost essential viewing this time of the year. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. I didn't know it had been so long since it was made, yet alone released. Right. Um, Well, the tale of tape, uh, this was released... Uh, technically, uh, uh, December the 9th, 2007, this was shown at the Ain't It Cool News But Numathon, which, uh, a what-a-thon? it was uh, a movie, uh, did you say button up-a-thon? But num-a-thon. But num. It was like okay. a kind of like a, a movie marathon, like, uh, Harry Knowles from Ain't It Cool News, uh, guy that has not aged very well um he used to run kind of like the like the site for like movie news for nerds and then he turns out he was kind of a creep oh, and he got okay. canceled rightfully oh. so okay but um yeah he had a, a movie marathon it was called the butt numb thon and that was when this was first shown and then it was eventually released onto dvd on october the 6th 2009 this stars uh, quite a few people, but most of you will know Anna Paquin from True Blood. She was Rogue in the X-Men series. Uh, Dylan Baker, and one of my personal favorite actors, the incomparable Brian Cox, who is most known as Logan Roy in Succession. But he's been around for a long time. Tons of good stuff. Great actor. Does he play the old man? Yeah, he plays okay, Old Man the, Creek. Okay, makes sense. Um, directed by Michael Doherty. He was the screenwriter for Superman Returns, amongst other movies. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score 82% from critics and a 72% score from audiences. Uh, the box office for this, nothing to report because it never got a theatrical release. Didn't win any awards. And you can stream this on Max, which used to be HBO Max. So that's where you can check it out. That's That did pretty well on the Rotten Tomatoes score, considering it never made a theatrical release. It's pretty yeah. high. Well, a lot of times, though, uh, like there's really good movies that get released straight to DVD, but they just don't put them out in theaters because they don't think there would be an audience for them, mm-hmm. and they can always recoup some of their loss. Well, now they do the video on demand stuff, right? Right. But you know that's that's where they make a a lot of their hay now, and a lot of times they're just just dump it out there just so somebody will check it out, but they don't think it's going to do well enough in theaters. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, getting into that now, uh, did you know, uh, these are some fun facts about the movie, little tidbits, okay. behind the scenes shit. All right. You will. Let's do it. Um, like I said, this was supposed to come out in 2007, but it eventually got released straight to DVD in 2009. Um, doing a little research, uh, the two theories that seemed to come in most of my research was, uh. They bumped it from 2007 because they were afraid of it going up against the fourth installment of the Saw series, mm-hmm. which 
I guess four, Saul was still a pretty big oh, yeah. juggernaut. This was yeah. almost like a fifty, sixty, seventy million dollar guaranteed opening at this time and subsequently as those movies got worse, the box office returns got smaller and smaller. But yeah, at the time Saul was a huge franchise. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't want to go up against Saul at that time. Yeah. No way. Um and then the other theory that I, I read is um Michael Doherty wrote Superman Returns, the Brian Singer, Brandon Ralph Superman that had mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yep. Um it was kind of a disappointment for Warner Brothers and mm-hmm. they kind of think or at least some of the stuff I read, they said it was kind of a punishment for Superman kind of being a disappointment. Superman was kind of like, that was the movie Warner Brothers had their whole year around. Like, Mm -hmm. this was going to be their big title. Right, right. It never lived up to the hype. And they think that that kind of, like Doherty being the screenwriter on that, he kind of got some of the, the backlash for that. So they think that's why it never got... But, you know, looking back at it now, it doesn't make a lot of sense because they gave him the green light to direct a movie for him. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, they could have easily just shelved that and said, you know, we're not releasing this. But True. Uh, but um, this movie did eventually get a theatrical release in October 22. They did um, those uh, Fathom events. For, like, sometimes you'll see, like, if you go to, like, a big theater chain, it's like, all oh, Fathom events, one night only, Back to the Future, the 30th anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they bring yeah. back an old movie that's been out forever and... Well, I mean, this one hasn't been out forever, like Back to the Future, but... Yeah, but this was... uh, They did the same thing for that. Got a short run in 22, so... Okay. It did eventually get uh, a theatrical release, but not enough to really uh, get box office mojo to chart it. Got you. So, um, the character of Sam... Sam. ...is short for Samhain, which I always thought was a person... There's a band called Sam Hain. It's uh, no. fronted by Glenn Danzig. Sam Hain is um, All Hallows Eve, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, it's a festival, a Celtic festival. Yes, for the it's a like a festival for the dead. I never knew yeah. that until mm-hmm. I did research for this. Yeah, I thought Sam Hain was a character. Uh, uh-uh. nope. Well, goddamn. Is it, is it? Didn't Sam Sam Hain normally take place? Was it on the thirtieth or the thirty first? I didn't get that far in the research. Because there's a festival that was All Hallows Eve and then Halloween, but Halloween it's either Halloween or the night before Halloween is when our the veil between our world and then the afterworld or afterlife or what have you is supposed to be thinnest. And I want to say that that Sam Hain, the name of Sam Hain, comes from that somehow, but I don't know that oh, okay. for sure. I want to say I read that somewhere, but well, I didn't know. I any mean, of you that. can you can add it to the show notes, perhaps, because I could totally be wrong on all or some of that information. <laughs> so, uh, it's a Gaelic festival. Oh, Gaelic that starts okay. on the first of November. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So. I uh, didn't know that. Uh, so then, the only holidays that I know that take place on Halloween, besides Halloween, is uh, Devil's Night, where that's where people destroy the city of Detroit. They murder a rock star and his pregnant girlfriend, and then the, the rock star comes back. What are you talking? Resurrected about? from the dead to avenge their murders. Are you talking about the movie The Crow? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> Jesus. Um, this. Oh, I was gonna say I know that sounds familiar, but. Samhain was is a festival of what then? If it starts on November first, yeah, it's just a festival for the dead, kind of like Dia de los Muertos in Mexico, something like that. Because that's around November too. So then, the thirtieth and the or thirty first of Halloween is just what an American like a Hallmark holiday type thing. I don't think it's a Hallmark holiday. Well, I I mean, Halloween's only been around. I don't know if they had it when my mom was a kid. I'd have to ask her. But oh, Trick or Treat's been a thing for a long time. Has it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Hallmark Channel doesn't have like a month devoted of like Halloween movies yet. Mm-hmm. It's not quite on Christmas's level. I read something about how Trick or Treat started, and I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but I, I believe that it started in the States. Um, that up. Yeah, it's been, I know it's been at least since the 1900s. I just can't remember how it became so popular. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Halloween has its roots in the ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain, which was celebrated on the night of October the 31st. Wikipedia fucking lied to me. So it is, so Samhain was originally celebrated yeah. on the 31st. Okay. Yeah. All so right. that's when it started. I mean, it's like a pagan holiday type thing, I believe. Um, what was your favorite, uh, your all-time favorite uh, character that you dressed up for for Trick or Treat? Me? Yeah. Your best and your worst. That you look back like, I shouldn't have done that. Um, Shoot. Oh, when I was little, I dressed up like a Freddy Krueger one year. That was actually a really good costume. Um, My mom found the mask, and I'm not a fan of mask at all. I don't like stuff on my face like that. But I sucked it up because I wanted to be Freddy Krueger. And we took an old sweater that I had, and I think she put fabric dye or something on it to give it the red and green effect. And then... I wore a hat we found, and then we found the mask and um, the glove. Did you get the good glove that looks like the one he had, or did you get that piece of shit that I had one year that had, like, the tips had claws on them? No, I had a pretty, I had the whole glove. We got it, I thought, well, at that time, you know, Spirit Halloween wasn't a thing. I want to say we got it at Kmart or Hills. For for those of you who live near to us in Ohio, you know what I'm referring to. Those are stores of long ago that are now gone. Oh, yeah. So, Spirit Halloween taking yeah. over abandoned storefronts. Yeah. And everywhere. To a neighborhood September. near you. <laughs> My mom, Lover Pieces, I asked her to be Freddy Krueger one year. Is this your worst? Yeah. yeah okay. Well, no, I have a tie for the worst. Oh. Um, she got me the Freddy Krueger glove, but instead of the actual one that had like uh-huh. the blades and stuff. Uh huh. Somebody made a fucking mat or a glove that had just these little tips on the fingers. Are you talking about like a regular like cold weather glove? It looked kind of like Something like that. I know what you're talking about. Silver plastic like. They were like glued. Yeah. They were terrible. Coat hooks. Yep. And and she handed that to me. She's like, here you go. You can be. I'm like, I just looked at like this. Freddy Krueger doesn't wear this. Uh, She tried. She probably didn't know. I mean. It looked like a fucking back scratcher. Oh, hell's bells. <laughs> and then, so that was one of your worst. So yeah, my the, best was your worst or one of your worst. Yeah, the other one That's was funny. Um, I was so stoked to be the T-800 from Terminator 2. Oh, shit. That would be hard to pull uh, off, though. Well, basically, they sold a, uh, a kit and it had a leather jacket. Oh, Lord. And it had the black Arnold Schwarzenegger sunglasses. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking uh, of him in like his android or his robotic form, not, yeah, not like, as Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. So. I grew up poor. Like, there's no way my mom was going to like. I mean, you some... could have painted your skin silver. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was a fat kid. No, like, <laughs> no one's making a fat robot. Um, but. I went around and I got like a fake toy shotgun. I got, I, I was done up. I, I thought this is like, I'm fucking, I'm rocking Halloween. I'm going to kill Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. And the first house I went to, I knocked on the door, said trick or treat. The lady asked me if I was Elvis Presley. Oh gosh. And you I, you're with a gun? Yeah, I had a, I, I had a fucking shotgun in my Somebody hand. Somebody got that costume there, right? Like what you were supposed to be? I don't remember. Or did I you was, get like a million different Elvis was, and whoever, you know, whoever else? I was traumatized as a kid. Oh, I really, like, I'm this, sorry. Well. I, I swallowed my, my hurt and fucking <laughs> candy. Um, my worst was one year I dressed up as a hobo. And it w- happened to be a year I was little when I had an awful perm. And it was raining out that day and my hair was just like super frizzy. And my mom put like blush on my cheeks, like, the, you know, the little red circles. Yeah. For for whatever reason. She Apparently looked, that that was the hobo look. It's like they drew like a, she a looked fake a, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cheeks. one of those like vi- like she was referring, I think, to like a picture in a magazine or something of a hobo costume back then. Yeah, they did the little the fake beard. So she drew that on with I think eyeliner. The blush I ended up being allergic to and it broke me out in like little hive like red spots on my face. So the whole time we were trick or treating, I was just like itching myself. And 
the costume was too big, so it hung off of me. Mm-hmm. And then my little knapsack thing, I think, fell apart. So it, it, start, it started out looking kind of decent. There were just like a couple hiccups and, and things with it. But as the night wore on, like it got worse. Like shit kept breaking. You know, my hair went to hell because it was it was gross out. So you went from being dressed up as a hobo for Halloween to actually looking like you could be homeless. Perhaps, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was it was not a good thing at all. Well. So But yeah, that's uh that's the tradition of Halloween gang. Uh if anything you get out of this podcast, now you know where Halloween started. In the old seventeen hundreds across the pond. Oh, was it the 1700s? Yeah. Is that when it originated? Yeah. Uh, getting back to the movie, Trick or Treat. Um, this movie was based on an animated short film, Season's Greetings, which was released in 96, done by Michael Doherty, which introduces the character of Sam. And apparently, Season's Greetings was one of the working titles for this movie. I guess when I was uh, doing some research, they were kind of tossing around different ideas on what to call it. Season's Greetings was going to be the movie originally, and then they thought it sounded too much like Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was that still the same story, or did it start out as a story about Christmas? <laughs> yeah. So, And then they also uh, tossed around Halloween Terrors, nah. Jack O'Lantern Tales, and October the 31st, which all of those titles fucking suck. Yeah, those, those are, are terrible. Bad. Trick or treat, when you first think about it, kind of sounds like a weird title for a movie. But then once you see it, I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. But those other titles, yeah, that that would not have worked yeah, whatsoever. A, a, like, if I saw a movie that was just called October 31st, I'd be like, and? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's Halloween. And Halloween Tales, that just sounds like very generic. That so. gets the Randy Jackson. That's going to be a gnaw for me, dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, the look of Brian Cox's character, Mr. Krieg, is based on the famous horror director, John Carpenter, who's oh, my per- nice. one of my personal favorite directors. And right. if you follow the show, may have a John Carpenter movie coming up. So, Ooh. And then um, the last one that I have is the opening credits, the comic book montage. If you pay mm-hmm. attention to that, it spoils the whole movie for you. It tells you everything that's going to happen in the oh, movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I never pay attention to it. Maybe because it's the pages and whatnot are flipping so fast. Yeah, I... Across the screen. I so. never paid attention to it until <laughs> we watched it getting ready mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. And I already had some of these facts done. And then mm-hmm. I paid attention to it. I was like, well, shit, the whole fucking movie's spoiled. So Is that yeah. when you figured it out for the first time? No, I never knew that the comic book. So you just figured it out as we were watching it last week then. Yeah. Okay, got you. I was like, well, I'll be damned. They are doing it. Hmm. But um, yeah, that's all I have uh, in terms of fun facts. Uh, There's some stuff you can always look up on Wikipedia. Tons of stories about this movie too, just like the trouble that they went through trying to get this a theatrical release so people can actually check it out. So yeah, it's kind of cool stuff. They finally got it out. Um. But the uh, next category we have, and the last time you were on the show, some of these category titles have changed. Of course, that seems to be a, a running gimmick on the show. Is like I'm never satisfied with the names. These mm-hmm. categories always come oh, up something you're new. Switching them around all the time. Yeah. So uh, this category, it's for the best scene of the movie. It's the uh, Martin Scorsese. This is Cinema Award for the best scene of the movie. Okay. Um, my personal favorite is the whole uh, bus massacre scene. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, and it, it's rough, especially, you know, you and I have two kids. It's rough seeing that, but it's just, it's so well done. It's so tense. Are you talking about where the bus goes into the Well, the whole, the the whole basically, I guess, to change this and, around. And the, the kids coming back. From the yeah, dead. yeah. The whole See, now I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the bus, like going in the lake just because it, you know, having kids and stuff like that, it just kind of tears at my heartstrings a little bit. But what I do like in conjunction and in part of what you're talking about, I love when they get their revenge. Like that's when they show up at the old man's doorstep. I'm just like, that's, that's great. And then it kind of ties it together who he actually is. So that's probably one of my favorite scenes. Sorry. I didn't mean to like, take away from what you were saying, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just like that one. I think it just, I think since it hits a little close to home for us, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like that was actually kind of a terrifying sequence to see. Plus, yeah. it's like really like what kind of piece of shit parent are you that you pay off a bus driver to kill your kid? And why does the bus driver stay in the same damn town after he does it? Like, well, uh, for those of you that have not seen this, yeah, you kind of foreshadowed the last story sorry. of the movie. But sorry for the spoiler. Well, I don't know. If but, you watch the movie, it I mean, fucking tells you everything happens in the r- first r- two minutes right. anyways. So, yeah. So, we already said that anyway. So, fuck and it, And the movie's right? from 2009. I mean, it's fucking, what, 20 or 15 yeah. years it's old almost? It's not like You're we're good. talking about something that's out in theaters right now and we're spoiling a, a movie that's out in theaters for somebody who hasn't seen it, so... Well, we have done that before on this show. Oh, uh, well, I have not done that. So, and I don't want to be responsible for that. So, that said, but yeah, I think that bus massacre or like the the bus going over the cliff is probably the best mm-hmm. scene in the movie. Plus, like, I don't know, it's like I don't know why like those kids that play that uh pre- cuz I guess it's tied in the bus scene is tied in with the kids playing the prank on uh, the girl. I don't... Did they ever say what's wrong with her? I'm guessing she has, like, autism. I think she's on the spectrum yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it's what it seems like. Yeah. They, they don't really... I don't think they really come out and say. I think it's just in her mannerisms. That's what is presumed. They allude to it. Right, 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 right. Plus, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was kind of... I kind of enjoyed seeing... uh what was what was that girl's name? Dolores. I can't remember. She was the girl that plays the witch. Doris or Dolores. It was one of the two. But I think that she kind of she felt empathetic with those kids because she was kind of like them, and that she was, you know, her mind just worked differently from other kids. And I think that's what was wrong with those kids too. Mm-hmm. So you know, they just probably had mental health problems or behavioral issues, and. Yeah, so all the, like, the yeah they I think they allude to, and you know I never really thought of it at the time, but yeah they allude to the kids on the bus are all dealing with some kind of yeah, but they say handic- yeah they say that they're dangerous, and I think that that kind of gives premise to how you know mental illness was always like a dirty little secret, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of times parents would just shuffle their kids away to private schools or even schools out of the county and different things like that. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it says in the movie, these parents every day, they put these kids on the bus to, to, you know, and they go to a school across town and it's like a secret or something like that. And it's just like, they're embarrassed of their children because they have whatever those issues may be. They don't come out and say, they just say that they're dangerous and they're like handcuffed to the seats. So I don't think it's, I think it's kind of a nod to how mental health was treated in this country back then. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Well, it's rambling, but. Well, uh, those four kids, including that bitch of a girl that's that fucks with Oh, man, she's awful. Yeah, they they violate Mm -hmm. one of uh, Sam's rules of trick or treat. And then, of course, they get their comeuppance. Does he have rules of trick or treat? Do they? Yeah, yeah. Just- well, I, I mean, I don't think they ever come out and say. I was going to say I don't they are, remember, but um, what I gather is uh, costume. Because if you notice, everybody that dies has violated one of these rules. So it's you got to wear a costume. So who um, wasn't wearing a costume? Um, that got killed. Uh, Thurman Merman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that kid's name is, but he's always going to be Thurman Merman. The man. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Um, Always hand out candy. Okay, yeah. Which the couple at the beginning, she did not hand out candy. Oh, true. Yep. Um, Don't blow out the candles of a jack-o'-lantern. Mm. She also... Oh, she did that too? And then respect the dead, which those kids didn't do. No, they absolutely did not. Nope. They were shits, and they got oh. their what they deserved. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, that was my favorite scene in the movie. What was yours? Well, like I mentioned, I like how it all came around to the, you know, the I didn't like. I, I liked the scene where the kids were coming back from the dead, and they were, like, getting their revenge on the assholes that didn't respect the dead. But then one of the scenes that I really liked was how it came back around to... um 
the bus driver at the end Mm -hmm. and then they got additional revenge there which really was the ultimate revenge because he was the one responsible for their deaths and then the other scene that I really liked was Anna Paquin when I'm guessing it was the first time that she had become a werewolf under the full moon I thought that scene was really cool because up into that it it kind of put it out there like she was just a virgin and she was going to get laid for the first time. Like when you see the movie from the beginning, you kind of think that that's what it is because her and her sister and their friends are going to party. And she's like, well, you know, it's my first time. I'm nervous. Like you don't know what to expect out of that. You think it's my first time. Oh, I'm going to party. Oh, we're trying to get dates. You think she's trying to get laid, but she's a vampire and she's trying to find like her first ever victim. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I, I would have to say if I was going to pick a favorite part, it would probably be that. Like, I honestly did not expect them to be, va- to be werewolves, but being that she dressed like Little Red Riding Hood, the, I think that was kind of the clue that that was what was going to happen later in the movie. And I, Even, like, watching that the first time, I was still surprised when they became werewolves. I was like, oh, that's what that was all about. Now, see, that's the one scene where I've been trying to figure out why I'm guessing the principal didn't... He died because when he killed um, Thurman Merman. I feel bad because I'm calling that... Like, that actor has a real name. I know, I know. I know. It's we, We always think of him as... Thurman Merman because of Bad well, Santa. Well, you make you some sandwiches. Oh God, I love that movie. We need to do that movie sometime. Uh, maybe it could be coming up. We too, we need to. I I will definitely be on that if you do choose to do that. But I I thought it was he disrespected the dead because he buried he killed a kid and buried his uh, body in his backyard, and they took the head, him and his son were going to carve it up as a jack-o'-lantern, which that's being disrespectful of the dead. Oh, that's That's what I thought it was. Or he could have just been a fucking asshole who got what he deserved for being a serial killer. Well, he violated one of the rules of trick-or-treat, though. You think that's what the whole premise is? Yeah, I think everybody that dies in this has violated some rule of trick. Is that in writing somewhere, or is that just what you... Well, you can look it up online. It's kind of... Oh, it is. It's out there online. That's what he intends by that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The next award, which I kind of debated even uh, keeping this on here because uh, I don't really have a nominee. It's the Paul Walker. I said, forget about a cuh award for the best line whether good or bad of the movie um i didn't nominate anything for this because i don't think any of the characters were really given enough time to really Mm -hmm. like because everyone's not in this for very long so there's not really the opportunity to like let them cook for a little bit Mm -hmm. to kind of have like a, a a monologue of some kind so i for this particular movie probably one of the only occasions this will happen but i can't really nominate anybody for this I'd agree with that. I don't, there's not enough dialogue in it for me either to say, oh, this is definitely my favorite line because there are so few lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, for this, so, we'll just award it to Paul Walker's uh, Unforgettable. I said, forget about a cuz from Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. He wins. Okay. Fair enough. Works, works for me. It's your right. show, man. All right. The McLovin Award for the best supporting or scene stealing performance. Uh, I gave it to Thurman Merman simply because like the minute he pops on screen, like that's fucking Thurman Merman. Yeah. I, I do like the part where he's just like, he's just so gluttonous sitting there just like bashing full size candy bars for all he has in him. And I don't know, did Brian Cox, did he put, a razor blade? Do you think that's in the not, candy? That's not Brian Cox. That's oh, uh, Dylan Baker. Uh, Brian Cox is Dylan Baker's next door neighbor. Oh, Brian Cox okay. has the dog because his dog was the one. He's the one from Succession. He's Logan yeah. Roy from Succession. Okay, so do you think that said? Do you think that there was a razor blade put in the candy bar, or do you think it was poison? I think it was poison. You think it was poison? Because I don't, I can't mm-hmm. see somebody like throwing up as much as he did. Yeah. I, I've been trying to figure out, like, is it a razor blade that, like, tore through his esophagus and his stomach and everything and caused that? Or was it actually poison? Because I, I guess if, depending upon how he did it, 
that might have the same effect either way. I've always yeah. wondered that. They never come out and say. Yeah. And the only reason why I say that is, you know, because now it's like, oh, watch out for trick or treat. People try to put edibles in, in your marijuana edibles in your candy, which is bullshit. But anyway, um, 20, 30 years, you know, like when we were kids, it was, I need to check candy. There might be a razor blade in it. You know what I mean? So because this seemed to be kind of an old timey, I don't want to say old timey, but an old fashioned type horror movie where they did old fashioned celebration type things for Halloween. That's why I was always thinking, yeah, maybe it's a- the old razor blade and the candy type thing. So, yeah, I remember that. That I, I think that happened <clears throat> when I was a kid. I don't know if that was like anything that predates into the seventies, but I know like when I was a kid, like that was like a big. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I think there was like an incident on the news, like you know, check candy. I think the first thing wasn't like a razor blade and an apple because the big thing was for people to always hand out apples, and then I think one of the reasons why people switched from like fruit to candy on trick or treat is because of the whole razor blade thing, because somebody or, or what have you put was putting razor blades in fruit or apples or whatever. And then that's when they switched to candy. If I, when I was a kid, I'd been so fucking pissed. If I came home with like a bag full of apples, I'd been so Yeah. Bad. I just remember coming home from trick or treat and having to dump out the entire bag of candy on the floor. Along with my brother, he had to do the same. And my parents, we're like, we have to go through this first. Oh, look at that score. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. They took some of it, too. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the parent tax. We, we, do, walk, we do the same thing. I'm walking around for two hours. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm right. getting some, too. I have to, like, collect rent, you know? <laughs> uh, so we're, we're, we're both giving the, the McLovin to Thurman Merman? I would agree with that. You know what? Yeah. Just because I, I don't feel bad, but just out of sheer curiosity, I need to see what this fucking kid's name is. He's all grown up in Bad Santa, too. Yeah. And I had his, I Googled his name at one point in time, too, because I was curious and I forget it as well. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel horrible about it. I mean, I, well, I mean, he, took, his name is Brett Kelly. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, I like Thurman Merman better. He appeared in Like Mike, too, which I don't know why. The hell is that? Like Mike had a uh, little Bow Wow as a basketball player. Oh. You're not missing anything. Oh. Uh, the Sandlot, too. Uh, that's terrible, I, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is. I've never seen it. Uh, Unaccompanied Minors, which I've never heard of that movie. Trick or Treat. And then he reprised his role in Bad Santa, too. Yeah. So it me. sounds like he made a nice little killing there for a couple of years being like kind of the gross kid that everybody makes fun of in school. Yeah. Well, that's terrible. But, yeah. I mean, he probably, I'm sure he owned it. I mean. Yeah. Well, shit, I was making money. I'll be the kid that has a snotty nose and well, yeah, but he looks was, like he smells. He was hilarious in Bad Santa, though. Yeah. So funny. The most 2007 moment of the movie. It's a new category. I don't. Yeah. You've shared. Um, But for me, it was uh, when uh, Henry, the. uh the husband character from the beginning of the movie, Leslie Bibb, her husband, when he goes upstairs and pops in a porno VHS tape into the VCR. Those like those are like the dying days of VHS uh, right that's there. That's true. I don't even think I watched VHS in two thousand seven. Uh, I don't think many people did. Yeah, no, I was watching DVDs. Yeah. Yeah, that that's my pick is mm. the VHS player. I don't know. Do you have anything? Mm, I'm trying to think. You can't really use the uh, the bus driving sequence because that that. Oh, so, and I mean, you still see this now, but I do feel like a big thing during this time because I was in my 20s then, and I feel like a big thing during 2007, especially around Halloween women wearing costumes like they wore the the werewolf ladies or whatever you want to call it the whole sexy like fairy tale character because i think one was cinderella one was red riding or anna pack one was red riding hood and then i don't remember what the other one was but i think she was some sort of princess like disney princess or something 
And I feel like... A, I think one of them was a little Bo Peep. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. So another fairy tale. But I feel like a big thing during that time, you know, like how some women always wear like the sexy nurse or the sexy teacher costume, you know, that's kind of like a very unoriginal type thing because it's been done so many times. I think one of the big things around people that were my age or women rather that were my age and around when I was in my early 20s at that time or mid 20s, whatever, was those type of costumes. So that stuck out to me because you you don't see so much of that anymore. Yeah, I well, it, I don't know if it's because they still like every time we take the kids to Spirit Halloween, I always see a, an entire back wall of those costumes. Now I don't know if it's that something, style. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's you just do. the fact that we don't hang around in those kind of circles anymore. I mean, <laughs> it could be. It just I remember like around that time period, like the late two thousand. 2000s prior to 2010 i remember you know going to halloween parties and seeing women dressed up in fairy tale characters but it was the sexy version not like cinderella in her full dress it was like a mini skirt type dress Mm -hmm. or you know and the boobs hanging out and that kind of stuff yeah so that would be my 2007 moment for sure were those costumes Maybe next year for Halloween, I'll dress up as a sexy fat dude. <laughs> and that what you did last year when you put when you were dodgeball? Oh, that costume was like it I looked, don't know. It looked uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I I don't <clears throat> I don't know if somebody swapped out the shirt or what, but the shorts were too big. Yeah, and the shirt was too small. Yeah, you you didn't have a lot of luck with that one. And I had trouble breathing at times too. I, was I like, know. I, like I had a you were a sport though, and then I just wore some lame like stuff I had here in a witch's hat. That was it. What are those? Is it a corset that women would used to put around their midsection? Yeah, it's a corset. Give that hourglass. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of what it felt like I had. And on. now they do shapers. Yeah, see, I should have worn one of those. <laughs> Shape should have got you a shaper from Amazon. I, I would have some spanks. I would have gotten was that Kardashian one skims. <laughs> Uh, that Kim put out? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I don't... Uh, I think so, but she, man, she's making some money off that shit. Yeah, I'd have totally rocked a skim. I'd probably need... Well, then again, like, I don't know, like... She's making mad money from that, like, a lot of money. From, like, they're saying, like, it's even more than the Keeping Up With The Kardashian Show. She's a billionaire now. Oh, wow. By herself, not through Kanye. Yeah. So... You go, girl. I know. We'll get you. She's putting, giving Spanx a run for their money. Yeah. Um, new category here. Um, we call it. I'm trying to find a, a sponsor for this. Okay. Last week, I think we tried the Waffle House. <laughs> I, I have not heard anything Jesus. back yet. So we're going to try Bob Evans this week. We're calling this the Bob Evans hot off the skillet take for your hottest take about this movie. So do you have a hot take? Um. You got, remind me of what a hot take is. It's just something that like would kind of make it. It goes against the normal opinion of something. Okay. Like if somebody were like using a, a a sports analogy, you would say like a hot take would be. Well, it's not really. A, this isn't a super hot take, but you would say something like, "I feel Kobe Bryant is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan because of whatever." Mm. That would be a hot take. So it's an opinion that's not maybe. An, an, unpop- an unpopular opinion. Um, or something that would make people like, okay. Well, you go first, and then let me, I'm going to think about it for a second. Well, I kind of tossed, I kind of tossed this around a little bit. Um, and I thought like this, I originally it was going to be, this should be, um, essential, an essential like Halloween movie, but it's like, mm-hmm. that's not really a hot take. Um, but today, while at work, sometimes I get these epiphanies. I think I do most of my best brainstorming at work because I'm anywhere but work in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers studio that put this out has a vast collection of like pretty good horror movies. They've done the Nightmare on Elm Street series. They did The Exorcist. They did The Shining. Okay. Uh, they're the home of The Conjuring oh, wow. franchise. They shit. did the It movies. Okay. 
Uh, my hot take is Trick or Treat is a top three horror movie franchise for the Warner Brothers family. And I'd say the only two... Like they should have made more? Is that what you're saying? Or they should... No, they I, made... I, I... Well, they should make more for sure. I don't know why they, they haven't, especially mm-hmm. now with the rise of video on demand. But um, right. I would say in the horror franchise catalog that I, I feel that only Freddy Krueger... The Nightmare on Elm Street series and The Exorcist are more important in the Warner Brothers horror library than this movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, this is like, this is a Halloween movie. They don't make, they, they make horror movies geared around the holiday, but this is a Halloween movie. I mean, this in is. In terms of Halloween movies, this would be well, those two. I'm just saying in horror. I mean, like, they, I think this is probably. A, a pretty damn good anthology movie. Just the way everything's tied together. They have rules set up in place. And honestly, I don't, like I said, I don't understand why they haven't done sequels to this shit. I mean, it's a ready made franchise. You can do tons can of do different stuff. Lot. Yeah. Especially if you just want it to keep going the anthology route. Yeah. I mean, and they've, they've been talking about it. doing a sequel for a while, but it's never. Yeah, I would definitely fruit. like to see a sequel, but I can't sit here and say that it's a better horror movie series than Nightmare on Elm Street because... No, I said that it would be Nightmare on Elm Street and then The Exorcist, then Trick or Treat. So I think it's better than The Shining. I'd say it's better than The Conjuring series. I think it's better than... What was the other series? They did It, the It 1 and 2. Oh, okay. So you're saying it would be what again? What would be your order? Nightmare on Elm Street, Exorcist, well, not and that, then... Exorcist... I mean, I think The Exorcist would be number one, obviously, because I think yeah. The Exorcist is probably in the horror in the horror genre is probably like one of the most important movies in that genre because it, yeah, it was like I'd the I would say it's like one of the first that. big box office hits of the genre. And it I don't remember studios. who directed that. Uh, the late William Friedkin. Friedkin, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. But um, yeah, it'd be. The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Trick or Treat. And I, I judge a lot of movies on how often I can rewatch them. I'd like, agree with that. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, I can revisit that right, right. countless times. The Exorcist, I think, we haven't watched it in a couple of years, but it used to be almost essential viewing this time of the year. It did, but we have Evie now, so you can't really watch anything like that around her. Yeah. There's only certain horror movies you can have on when she's around. Right. Um, or but awake, like, I should say. But outside of that, like The Shining, I think The Shining is a fantastic movie, but I can't watch it that it's often. It's not one I gravitate to. I might watch The Shining every like three to five years. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact, I think that movie is like, what, two, it's, it's almost three hours long, isn't it? It's, yeah, and Stephen King doesn't even like that movie. So, I mean, if you're talking about the book compared to the movie, I I prefer the book. Mm. Um. I think that The Shining could have been a lot more. I mean, what we're not talking about The Shining. That's not what this episode is about. The The Shining has a lot of problems for me when comparing it from the book to the movie. But that's another episode. It runs two hours and forty minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, See, that's, that's that's part of the problem is it's too long. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's, it's a slow burn for yeah, a horror it's movie. It's just I think sometimes people think, well, if I'm making a movie based off a Stephen King book because his books by nature tend to be pretty long. I mean, at least like four to five hundred pages at a minimum, with some few exceptions. I think the thought process is well, the book's long, so the movie has to be long, and that's not necessarily always the case. Um, but I, I would agree that Trick or Treat would definitely be above The Shining for sure. So. Yeah. So I'm so I'm guessing since you support but, my but hot take. But that said, because I'm rambling, I apologize. But. Um, Hot no take. one listens anyway, so you're. Oh, stop! You don't even listen. Oh, stop! We've uh, already verified why I haven't listened as of recent. That's the scariest part of this whole episode is the fact that you. I mean, another hot take that I would have though. Not re- not really. I mean, other than what you've already stated, there's. I mean, gosh, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to like run through something that like would be something that would not be a popular opinion, I guess. 
But I can't I can't really think of anything. Okay, well we'll go with mine then. I I guess I it would be more so a question versus a hot take. I wonder if not making it an anthology movie but keeping it in the same like storyline would have worked. Oh, so an unsolved mystery the movie. I didn't uh put that in there. Oh. Because Is that what that would be an unsolved mystery? Yeah. Well, hey, we'll but, just we'll, hey, we'll pivot to that then. Um Okay. Yeah, I I didn't put it because they kind of put a nice little bow on everything. You kind of know what happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think to answer it. But I, I don't think it would have worked quite as well. You don't think so? Because you're stretching this stuff out too long. Right, true. And it's like, how would you put that into one story and mesh it all together versus how they have it laid out? I can't. Yeah. I, I've wondered that, but I think it would be very tricky to do that and it be as nearly... It, it wouldn't be as good, obviously, as what it is, but anything... I think it would come out like a turd. <laughs> well, mainly another question: so. instead of doing a movie sequel, you did this as a limited run television show. Put it out every October. Put I it could, on Max. I mean, I could see that. You, you could, could do a different story per episode. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how they do um, the Dark Mirror series. On yeah. Netflix, something like along those lines. Yeah, just do four yeah. or five episodes. Yeah, and that's what they normally do with that. And each episode's like fifty minutes or something. Nope. I think that would work as a. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, instead of stretching yep. out, I was like, one of the stories is a yeah, because I don't know there, there'd be too much filler in between all that stuff to make it like a whole movie. So yeah, that's kind of a good question. Um, the last category is um another new one. Okay. Uh, we call this the Hall of Fame segment. I will ask you a series of just I make a random statement, random question, asking you this movie if there were such a thing as the movie Hall of Fame, which there is, but this is the Couch Potato Podcast Hall of Fame. We don't have an actual physical building yet, but um, if you're interested in donating, I do take PayPal, Apple Pay, and checks. We can get this thing off the ground. Um, Shoot us an email. It's in the show description. If you would like to know where to send said donation to the Couch Potato Podcast Hall of Fame. But anyways, I'll ask you some uh, questions, and I'll see if this movie makes the Couch Potato Podcast Hall of Fame for you. Um, Would this be in the Hall of Fame of direct-to-DVD movies? Oh, for sure. I'd say so, too, because this, this has become a cult classic. Yeah. And it I, never got a theatrical release. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Would this movie make the Brian Cox wing of the hall? Like, when you think of Brian Cox, mm-hmm. do you think of Trick or Treat? Well, I didn't even know that he was Logan Roy from Succession until you said that. Um do do I think you're saying like he's the actor that should make it? Is that no, like if you or, if you have a Brian Cox wing of the Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, oh okay. Got and you. you had like, like because he's kind of like the are, main person. The, these, in that. Is that uh, he's mean? probably the biggest star out of it yeah, now. Yeah. Would you would you remember Brian Cox? Like when somebody says name some Brian Cox stuff, would that be the first thing you would name off? Would be this movie? I say no. No, it wouldn't. I would think of Succession, knowing that. Yeah, now. Succession. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think that's what he's most known for. If we were saying, you know, out of horror movies or, or whatever, what do you remember Brian Cox from? Well, you know, that's kind of a clue. Obviously, I would say Trick or Treat, but just saying overall, yeah, I wouldn't say Trick or Treat, no. Um, I would say Succession. I would say Manhunter, which he he was the first actor to play Hannibal Lecter. He was? Yeah. Michael Mann, one of my favorite directors. You're talking about like the movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He played uh, Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, which came out in, I think, 86. He was before Anthony Hopkins? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Michael Mann did um, Manhunter. It had um, Brian Cox was Hannibal Lecter, William Peterson from CSI, the original. Oh, okay. He played yeah, yeah. Will Graham. And then they remade that years later as Red Dragon. Oh, and Anthony okay. Hopkins yeah, yeah. was Hannibal Lecter. Okay. So I'd also remember him from that. And he was also William Stryker in 
Arguably oh, the best yeah. X-Men movie of all time. Yeah. X-Men 2. Yep, but. I remember him from that movie. Yep. Um, would Sam, the main character, the mascot, whatever, uh, would Sam make the Hall of Fame of movie, horror movie characters? Oh, for sure. You think? Mm-hmm. All right, if you're putting in five, would, uh, would he go in? No, probably not. Not for me. Okay. Who would it be? Who would my five be? Yeah. My five would be Jason Voorhees. And I'm not putting him in order. I'm just naming five off the top of my head. Um, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. Um, let's see. Reagan from The Exorcist. Pennywise from It. And... Probably Chucky. <laughs> Honestly, that should have been. I love Chucky. I um from Child's Play. So I yeah, I'd have to say those would probably be my. That should have been your Bob Evans uh, hot off the yeah, skillet hot I mean, take because I wouldn't have. What you wouldn't have chosen Chucky? Uh, it would have been uh Jason Voorhees. Okay. It would have been Freddy Krueger. Okay. Would have been Michael Myers. Oh yeah. See, I'm not as big a fan of the Halloween movies as some other people are. Like, I like them. But if I'm going to pick between Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, I'm going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. So that's the only reason why. Um, I had Reagan from The Exorcist, obviously. And I have Leatherface from The Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre. Yeah, I forgot about that. See, if I had more time to think about it. Well, that's the, that's the, yeah. the, the purpose of this exercise is I don't want to give you time to think. I just want you to oh, rattle off. Well, I, I did that. So there we go. I changed the name of that that category. But yeah, definitely... Uh, would make it. I mean, he's a cool character. I think he was mm-hmm. like the it character in terms of horror. It seems like uh, it was a jigsaw for a little while. Then uh, if there was a heavyweight champion of like horror characters, it was jigsaw had it. And then Sam had it for a while. I mean, he's pretty much plastered all over spirit Halloween now. Still? Oh yeah. Like when we were over there a few weeks ago, they had all kinds of trick or treat shit over Did there. For I didn't even pay attention. I was too busy looking at Beetlejuice stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like it was trick or treat and Beetlejuice seemed to be yeah, what dominated. Yeah, they had some cool Beetlejuice stuff. All right. The uh, last one, uh, vomiting scenes in movies. Does this make the hall of fame for that? Oh yeah. You think? Mm-hmm. Uh, With Thurman well, Merman, that was pretty brutal. I mean, at first you're like, eh, yeah, but then he's just like, Whoa. like, it's like a ridiculous, like, how is that? You're looking at that and you think he's, he probably was puking up his organs. It was like they were just fucking liquefied. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty gruesome. I definitely think that would make the Hall of Fame. Hmm. How about you? Uh, I don't know. Like, I definitely, the number one's obviously Reagan from the Yeah, episode. for sure. I don't know, the one sure. always sticks out to me outside of The Exorcist is Problem Child 2 when uh, Junior gets control of the... Because, let's be honest... you talking about where they're at the carnival? Yeah, everyone oh, goes there carnival. Fuck. Those aren't like real rides. Those are just puke rides. See, that's they, awful. Yeah, that's a bad one. That's the, a bad one. Yeah, the carnival rides are not but fun I was, rides. I was thinking of like just puking in horror movies and not necessarily no, puking just, just in, in general. Just in film. Oh, I, I don't know. Wasn't there a scene in one of the Terrifier movies where they were puking? I think so. I haven't, I, I haven't watched them in a little while. It, it's probably terrible. Yeah. It, 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 Terrifier 1 or 2 probably wins one of those, to be honest with you. I yeah. would just have to rewatch them or look it up. But Well, I, I think Terrifier 2, I don't think there's any vomiting scenes in the movie, but there were news okay. stories that came out that people were getting sick maybe, watching the movie. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's pretty damn gory. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's all I had uh, in terms of the Hall of Fame uh, category. Okay. You were a trooper. Thank you. For what? Oh. For, for, for playing along. For sitting I, for sitting through why you were goading me about not listening to your podcast because yeah, I mean, you've put out a shit ton of wrestling episodes recently. It's not a shit ton. It's, it's, it's a shit. It's a lot. I mean, for me, like, it's just you know if you if you put out a lot of wrestling stuff, it's not likely I'll listen to it. <laughs> and and I don't know if you know this or not, but when you follow a show and if it has automatic downloads, if you delete the like say you delete three episodes in a row or something because they don't capture your fancy or whatever, 
if you delete those episodes without listening to you to them, um, iTunes is where I listen to my podcast and it will actually remove the automatic download selection to where you still follow the, sl- the show, but you have to manually download it. So that happens to me all the time. And that's actually what happened with your show because I was going through my library of shows that I listened to the other day and there was there were a crap ton on there that I have been missing episodes because I wasn't interested in two or three in a row. And I was like weeks behind. Oh, you seen like So your CM- show wasn't the only one. Oh, so you seen CM Punk like, oh God, this fucking guy. No, again. it's just that real honestly, anything related to wrestling, I likely won't listen to it because I don't I will watch wrestling with you, but I don't follow it in detail like you do. That's all. All right. And I think that's fair. All right. All right, we'll give you that one. All right. But you'll listen to this one, though, right? Yeah, I'm going to listen to this one. I still need to listen to the one with you and Steven as well. I'm going to listen to everyone from this month because it's one of the things that I love the most, horror movies. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. And me? And you. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And listen to the hard target one, too. I'll try. All right. I'll try. It's a, it's a fun upset. Okay. All right. Well, is there anything you uh, want to say about Trick or Treat before we wrap this up? No, I think you covered it. Thanks for having me on. Hope to do uh, it again soon. It was uh, awesome having you on. It's been a, a hot minute, so uh, we'll have to change that. have to have you back on here soon. Maybe we'll talk a little bit Survivor Series, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a wrestling Maybe we could talk a little. I know what it is. <laughs> Maybe we could talk a little bit about like Bad Santa too. That's what I would like to do. I'm next. not doing Bad Santa too. If I did Bad Santa. Or Bad Santa, Santa my bad. Not too. Bad fuck, Santa. I ain't yeah. fucking Bad Santa too. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this uh, episode. You can listen to us wherever you get podcasts. If you dig what we're doing here on the show, please be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, uh, those reviews help us get discovered. So if somebody wants to listen to best vomiting scenes in movies, it might bring us up since it'll be in the show description. If you want to follow us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threads, and I know I keep saying this, eventually on TikTok. I know I have to start uploading some stuff from there. If someone can help me create some of that stuff or show me how to do it, that would be fantastic. Uh, you can find all the links to how to get a hold of us, how to follow us on social media in the show description. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, once again, this is a uh, our spooky season month of horror movies. We got an awesome one coming up for you guys next week. Uh, follow us on social media so you can find out what that is. So until next time, we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>